0: oh how fabulous hi welcome to how fabulous by tony and co i'm tony and in today's episode i chat to the very fabulous lisa watt now lisa is like me uh, and an advertising producer so um we are the people that will pull the whole shoot together we organize stuff and we get shit happening she is a very fabulous producer And we talk about her career as a producer, um, how she started out as a stylist, um, all of the different transitions that she made. And now she is doing something else very fabulous. Well, she's still producing, but she is doing something else very fabulous. She is crafting and creating something. So we go into what that is. so yes, Lisa, I've got a lot of respect for her as a, not only a producer and a stylist and what she does now, but just as a person, she's a very, very cool and lovely lady. And I felt so uh, pleased that she agreed to come on and and tell her story and share. Let me share that with you all. It's fabulous, as is she. So you need to get on board, be following her, um, and and I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, this interview, as much as I enjoyed sitting down and, and having a chat with Lisa. Hello and welcome to How Fabulous by Tony and Co. I'm Tony, and today we still have the squeaky chairs, but we are joined by the very fabulous Lisa. What? Ho- hi Tony. Hi. <laughs> that sounds weird. We sound like that. Oh, hi, hi Tony. Yeah. Hi Tony. Hi Tony. Anyway, sorry, distracted. Completely distracted. Um, Welcome again. Thank you. It's so lovely to see you after all this Yeah. Like literally it's been years. It has been years, I absolutely. Mean, we, we do keep in touch on social media. Yeah. But actually seeing you in the flesh, I feel very happy that you're here I today. It's probably
1: around about ten years I'd say.
0: I feel like it could be yeah. that or longer.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. And you look fabulous. Thank and we you. will get to that magnificent <laughs> creation mm-hmm. in your hair because that's a very important part of what Lisa's doing at the moment. But let's go back, Yep. Um, just very quickly. So you and I met, and this is why I wanted to, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you in. We met in that wacky industry that is, Advertising?
1: Advertising, yep. Oh, yep. crazy.
0: Uh, a long time ago, um, and you've, we're both producers?
1: That's right, yep.
0: Um, print and, you did motion as well, didn't you?
1: I did a smattering of video. Most of, the, most of my art career has been stills. Yeah. But
0: producing? casting, like how you know, yeah. and also styling, yeah. you're a very yep. excellent stylist as well. Thank you. And then you moved on to dot, 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 wait, you have to keep, keep <laughs> with us because then you'll find out later what she's done. Um, and so, so we met years ago and, and it was kind of a bit of a different, I guess it was, I sort of feel like it was a different life for me back then, back I in the advertising days. I absolutely
1: loved, I still love the industry. Mm but I, I loved the, um, the time when I was really getting to understand it. Mm-hmm. I remember getting a, um, a call that I was successful in getting a job as a stylist back at Gasworks, mm-hmm. which was Mattingly and Partners. And I have to tell you, I honestly really didn't know what a stylist was.
0: I didn't know what a stylist yeah. was. I would not yeah. have a clue. That wouldn't yeah. have been a thing that I ever thought, I'm going to be a stylist. Yeah. So how old were you then? Lately?
1: I would have been in my mid-20s. I had just finished a course at Melbourne College of Decoration, which no longer exists. I Um, love that the Melbourne College of. Decoration, decoration which didn't end up going on to be RMIT or they, they took up the course why did I,
0: they change the name I don't uh, understand for obvious, for obvious reasons
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that was a course in um, applied arts and visual merchandising could wow. never quite commit to fine arts mm-hmm. um, always had to make certain there was a commercial element to everything that I've done so far mm-hmm. um, and I had a, got a job actually at the old George's um, as a window dresser and I uh, stories I could tell you about that were absolutely fabulous. I graduated to uh, raking the pebbles that were in the gallery windows, which have now since long been pulled down. Where was George's then? That was in Collins Street. Oh, on Collins yeah, Street. Yeah, right. the old gorgeous old George's. Um and but I got a call so I went for an interview for it to be a stylist, um, through a connection through one of the teachers and I got the job and um, just went on from there. Wow,
0: so what were you actually styling there?
1: Clothes it, the one I had uh, The biggest account they had was the Meyer account. That's one account that's really followed me right through um, my career. Indeed it has. Yeah, uh, so I uh, started, you know, putting um, toast in the toasters and Stocking the fridges because they were at that stage we were shooting absolutely everything. Um, One of our biggest joys, uh, you may remember, they used to sell curtains. We used to have to do curtain shots, um, sewing machines. Now a lot of that photography, as we know, is comes from suppliers direct, Mm -hmm. but we were doing it all. um, And I have some wonderful memories of the people that I worked with back then. It was a huge learning curve, and um, bring it for your social life. (laughs) Did did they dress fabulously? Like what what was the what was the vibe of a stylist well, back then? Um, I don't know if I really ever found a style back then. I think I was chasing it. Mm. Um, there was a lot of beautiful um, people that I was working with, so I was kind of just a sponge p- um, picking it all up. But I learnt very quickly there was a difference between a fashion stylist and the styling that we were, we were working on. And mm. I, that stuck with me all through my career. Um, a true stylist, a fashion stylist to me, um, they live and breathe fashion. They know it. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we were kind of jacks of all trades. Mm. Um, mm. it certainly taught us composition at um, uh, contemporary styling. We'd interpret it. Um, you know, when the wardrobe racks would come in from Maya, we could interpret the styles, but we weren't, um, follow, we weren't creating fashion, mm. uh, looks. Mm-hmm. We were, we were interpreting them for the commercial yeah. market. But it was great fun. I got to see a lot of Australia because of that job. Oh really? So mm. why why did you travel around Australia for for that? Well, job? it was interesting. We were an in in-house um, studio, lots of lots of uh, staff. Uh, it a lot of travel was done because we were chasing sun in the middle of winter in Melbourne to get a summer look for our, um, you know the we we're always the shooting campaigns. months ahead, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we gosh, I did some fabulous travels through. Um, top ends in New South um, Queensland, um, all around the Sunshine Coast, of course, and and New South. Um, Did trips to Fiji for Mishop shoots, all sorts of things like that. Yeah, good fun. I love it. I think my, the most fun was I was a frequent flyer at the old Siebel Hotel in uh, Sydney. Oh, yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that was great fun, constantly flying up for shoots, because it was quite often cheaper just to fly up a stylist with the suitcases and then actually work with all the because um, of course Sydney's where all international girls mm. and guys fly in so instead of flying them all down we would go up so yeah much yeah. Cheaper. yeah got to work with some gorgeous people
0: oh you would have lots of stories of yeah, when I've it got a few. <laughs> can you share like even one that was a bit juicy but no names uh,
1: and juicy story um i don't know if i've got yeah well yeah i could I don't Do you know? don't... <laughs> Think
0: about that, we might ask you <laughs> later then.
1: Um, I did have a few people walk into my hotel room um, and get invited to a few good parties at the Seaball. <gasps> impromptu parties. There are the prominent people but I can't name names. I did swim in the pool with Julian and Claire and his mum. <gasps> yeah. Before he did, um, what was that
0: program he did? The medical one? I don't know. And it was an American one? He got really famous, I mean after he Demi. Did, he did, he
1: did, he was, he was quite a name on TV at the time yeah, that I, I wouldn't know the timings, mm. but his mum was gorgeous. Oh, she would have been so yeah. stylish. Yeah, so she we just had, um, and he was just the sweetest guy, the sweetest Aww. guy, yeah.
0: I, I'm, I'm glad you say that. Yeah. Because, yeah, I would have been distressed if he wasn't. Yeah. Now, he went on and did big in America. Oh, He did yeah. a show called... Oh my God, that's gonna really bug me now. Yeah. Is but it, a was, it was... He was a doctor. He was like a surgeon. Oh, really? The good no, um, not that good uh, doctor. It was something else. We'll, I will come back to that. Okay. So there you were, mm. mid-twenties, mm-hmm. living the life yep. of a stylist, yep. z- being zipped around Australia, yep. staying at the Seaball, yep. partying with all these fabulous people and then getting to see what Australia had to offer the different designers. Because a lot of the designers would have been Australian or was this all this all stuff coming in from overseas? Uh, do you
1: know all the labels that we worked with? There were some international ones. Uh, a lot of that is actually a blur to me. Um, mm. That was at the time where um, Maya was bringing in a lot of their own labels as well. Yeah. 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 It's, it's
0: changed so much now. Yeah, I do has, a lot of work with Maya. And it's quite it different. Absolutely um,
1: mm. I tended to do a lot of the menswear. Mm. Um, Which brings me to a very strong memory of we stayed in Shearer's Quarters in far northwest Queensland and we could only run one PowerPoint at a time. Oh my goodness. And I was, uh, the women's stylist got um, priority over um, getting everything prepped. So, you know, Mm -hmm. here we are uh, prepping at 4am in the morning and out for first light. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, getting all the men's gear ready was good.
0: (laughs) I, lo- yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like yeah. a shoot, a nothing location shoot. you won't shoot. do for a job. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so you loved that. And mm. then what happened? You went, oh, I need to be doing something else now.
1: I had a moment um, with styling that I, I got to the point where I was just sick of feeling like I was a moving house every day.
0: Yeah, um, it can get like that, yeah. the pack up, the pack down, Absolutely. have I got my pins, have I got my, and the steamer and the and yeah. move on and you're trying to keep track of everything. Absolutely, get yep. I
1: had just started to get a, a few jobs because I did go out freelancing, um, I left um, Gasworks, so I did go out freelancing and I was getting a few jobs that had when you're freelancing, they're asking you to do more production, not just the styling element of it. Mm, mm. Um, and I really liked that side. Mm. And all my career, it's a little nag that's been on my shoulder, and I'm not happy about it, but it's been conscious of um, age and relevance uh, has always been there. And I felt that um, the styling, I was just interpreting other people's work mm. and I felt like I could maybe offer more as a producer and I felt like there was longevity in that so mm. it was a bit of a strategic move but I have mm. to say, this is embarrassing and will age me, I hadn't turned on a computer.
0: Yeah but yeah. you know, th- that's okay, yeah, we were just saying before, I was talking yeah. to my previous guest and we were saying you know when I got one of my first major jobs in advertising I would get my briefs, this was at a recording studio mm. as a producer, on a fax, yeah. type up the labels yeah. oh, for a quarter was... for a quarter-inch tape. Send um, it round to the radio station. That's how old I am.
1: Yeah, my gosh. <laughs> well, I was very proud of the day I got a fax machine. And I said, and no send, email, send "Yeah, just send the brief through." Yeah, no email. Yeah. yeah, but I hadn't. Look, I was in high school. I remember saying to my um, typing teacher, "I flat out refused to learn how to type." Oh yeah, our I typing ne- teacher. I'm <laughs> never going to be a secretary. I mean, that's that was the thinking back then. So I really pushed that aside. And uh, look. Who knew that I was going to need those skills? Yeah. yeah. But I um, went out and bought a fabulous Bondi green iMac. Remember those? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And they had all the different colours. Like yeah. Blue, yeah. Or I, had the, I or... had the
1: first generation. And I uh, taught myself how to uh, use a computer. I Turn think I had on it on the side yeah, yeah. and the DOS. <laughs> the <boot up>. Um <laughs> And then I, yeah, I went in and I um, approached a um, production house that was who had then got the my account and I said I'd like to like to be a producer please and um, I was lucky enough to get a break.
0: And do you think you were lucky enough to get a break because you were at the right place at the right time or they'd seen your a combination of both they just went yep we know Lisa she could do anything she you know she knows how to make stuff look great but yeah she can organize stuff and let's just do yeah. it and do that because I sort of feel like I, I, I totally fell into it.
1: Yeah, I've. Um, I've got. A, I do have a self-confidence that I've, you know, I've I've learnt I can do it, mm. and um, I'm prepared to put the extra work in if it's something that I have to learn. I remember staying back quite late just so I'd get things right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And that wasn't on their time. That was on my time. Yeah. And um, that's the thing. I think that's really important. And I think you and I are a similar kind of generation yeah. Yeah.
0: where I can't tell you how many free jobs I did. Yeah. And just I learnt yeah. if I didn't know something, I just can I just attach myself to you for a few days or a week, I'll help you do that, I'll help you pack your car, tell me what you need to do, and then don't tell me what to do, I'm just gonna do my own thing and just help you, whatever it is you need to do. So, you know, we just did that to to learn and to get jobs and to get noticed.
1: Absolutely, and it's Mm. something that I still have to continue to remind myself to this day, sometimes you just need to shut up and listen and observe. Yeah, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think early on in my producing career, I—it's a real adrenaline rush, and you've oh, got yeah. you've got so many people you need to coordinate, and you need to charm everyone, mm-hmm. and you're talking to local council, and they're determined to say no, you can't, okay. you can't shoot there.
0: We're going to make an we're going to make an example out of this brand because we don't <laughs> like that they've come from overseas and they want it to want us to shoot on that day. That is, we're going to say no, you can't yep, shut that, that road down.
1: So so true. Oh, I've had that before. But you Mm. can't get a no, you can't get a no, you You, have to get a yes. Yes, that's it. You have to get a yes, so it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, And through that period, um, I, in my private time, I couldn't pick up a phone after hours because I was so burnt out from it. But one thing I had to um, learn, I wasn't listening to people anymore. Now, it actually went through to my personal life, so professionally, I'd be looking at someone, I'd be giving the impression I'm listening, but I was like pretty soon they're going to stop so I can tell them what I need them to do.
0: I know yeah. exactly that feeling. Yeah. I, because yeah. you know that there's 37 things <laughs> that have to be done yeah. as a producer because yeah. you've got 35 yeah. people that need to yeah. be co- like, coordinated yeah. and you're doing it on time and money and the thing is that. And so you, the, but then, okay, now go and do this, yeah. I do this I've yeah. done the same thing and I had to really pull myself up at home yeah. because Phil would say you're not the producer here now yeah. you going oh, to well, tell me how to a do it that. that action
1: too I had mm. a coffee mm. with a girlfriend and you know I, I remember thinking I put it out there I said I've just got to learn to listen again and she yeah. said yeah, yeah you do and yeah. I said wait a minute yeah. that's not the answer I wanted back I went I was expecting again oh no you don't do that but when I got it back I went yeah yeah, oh, it's wow. time, it's time to lucky actually... Lucky you
0: had that, you know, and this is it, lucky that you had these honest people in your life yes. and that you had that yes. kind of, yeah, I've got to do that because otherwise, you know, you're just, yeah. just a yeah. bossy bitch all the time and well, I know that. I know it can that, still creep in, that, in yeah.
1: if, um, but it's something that I have to just keep a check on.
0: Yeah, but you know, I think that's your job as a producer, right? We, mm. We're the mums mm. on set. Um, not even on set just yeah, before so true. <laughs> just before that you know you've got a lot of pressure on you to make shit happen mm. on time on budget and then look after every single person there their ego yeah and their welfare and their stomachs yeah and the children and the, the and then you're looking at time and the blah, blah. so sometimes you have to be mm. quite firm but fair and you just have to make it happen because everybody is relying on you to make that happen because that's that the makeup artist has no clue about what the next thing is she's waiting for you to tell her that that's how it is so there's a way that you have to be able to to communicate that in a way that's effective because otherwise you're not running the shoot are you
1: no and there's a budget to keep too yeah yeah absolutely
0: and so you know have you over your so okay so so you got out there and you're producing and then you're doing Maya and you're at Badger and that's mm. how you and I in fact yeah. we met through me coming in to Maya to that's go, right hey, can I can I have a job please Lisa? yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was fabulous too <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know with my big folio like back yeah. in the days of a massive big
1: I know, Finally, I've oh, still
0: that's, got mine. That's, I've got mine under yeah. my bed, it's so heavy. Yeah. And I look back at the jobs and go, oh,
1: mm, that's so funny.
0: Um, and then you went on to Badger, and then we did another big fabulous job yeah. together with Jamie.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you went to another big agency, so you're producing 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 yeah, yeah. and casting and yeah. knowing everything and did you ever feel like your brain was just so full of contacts? do you ever feel like that like it's overflowing
1: yes, yes absolutely but the longer i stay in this industry the more i realize there's so many more people to know and meet yeah 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 mm. uh, you can um when pulling teams together as a producer it's as m- you're thinking as much about the personality fits as you are about the skill. Yes. Um, you might In fact, have that's even. That is probably one of the most it? important things. Isn't it is. Because
0: you've all you've always got five amazing shooters yeah. that are yeah. all on that level. Yeah. But you're thinking. Yeah. Is that guy going to fit with
1: yeah. that stylist and absolutely. that absolutely and the thing absolutely mm-hmm. so um i really believe it has to um a crew needs to obviously one for the client fit their budget mm. but um they need to feel like they're a team and they can work together i always like to yeah. um well, certainly some jobs um, that I was producing, and these are the ones that I love the most. Really strong campaign work, yeah, where yeah, yeah, you yeah. Would actually send the brief out to a photographer for them to actually pitch yeah. and come. Oh, love those jobs, mm-hmm. um, where they come back with their creative execution, and then they they would. Um, tell you how they might like to actually break down the budget mm. and I really like that because you're not stifling their creativity Yeah, obviously yeah. before it goes back to client you would be finessing and telling them we might need to shave things off but it's a really lovely way of producing because it's keeping everyone control and everyone has the ability to say yes or no so mm. um, I've never, I might be going off on a tangent but I'll um, tell me if I am. Uh, I remember when I was styling I worked under um, a producer and the default answer was always no. The very first was no, no, no and I promised myself going into producing I would never be a no producer. No, you're definitely not that. It, it's always a yes. A gun and a calm producer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there <laughs> thank it you. is. A gun
0: and a calm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, there's obviously um, the yes has come with T's and C's, of course. Yeah, it's a small
0: point. And I'll tell you about
1: that later. But calm, 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 calm. Calm Calm is yeah the way to go. Yeah. Um, Never be anyone else's bad day. Yeah. Is um is the way I try to run. And if there's anyone out there that tells me I have been someone else's bad day, I'm sorry. I don't do it. I bet you haven't. (laughs) That's bullshit. You
0: would never have done that. That's not your vibe. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, make everyone feel like they're important and, and oh. part of the process.
0: And do you have a, a favourite kind of um, um, uh, shoot that you like to, like, do you like working
1: with fashion or is it cars or is it, Brands. Is it lots of locations? I like, um, look, I've got some strong memories of some food shoots that I really, yeah, right. really, really enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. The um, the process, the problem-solving, and the process mm. um, through that, um, yes, fashion, um, not as much. Mm. Um, having said that, shoots that have a fashion element to them, mm. yes, absolutely. Mm. I just, there's nothing more joyful than getting everyone together and then watching the magic happen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and,
0: and watch it, and, w- and when the magic happens, it's when just the magic delightful. Happens, and then yeah. you end up looking at that monitor, yeah. and, you're going, <laughs> and, you're <seeing> <laughs> and you're going, and you seeing the client, and you go, "It's a beautiful moment, ki- isn't and it?" And then, yeah, and then you go, "Oh my god, yeah. that happened! Yeah. That happened!" Yeah, I really like location shoots. Yeah, but you know, with with that whole kind of lots of people, big location, heaps of stuff to yeah. get to got done, and it, when it all happens, and you and you, and I think one of the best things for me is when you have, you know, uh, someone, and it's not necessarily the client, mm-hmm. just someone that will go, oh, that was really, that was, re- we really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. Like often, and it? often it's like the extra, extra talent yeah. that, you know, yeah. just turn up and watch, they yeah. never say anything, and they sit there yeah. for seven hours waiting, and They go, <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's really nice. It's a nice sort of a compliment because, you know, often you don't get it from... Absolutely. Yeah, you know, crew and things like that. And so, mm. so then you moved... Well, you're still producing, of course, yep. Adairs. Yep. Oh my God, I loved
1: Adairs so yeah, much. Yeah, Adairs, Adairs is... So um, now, I just recently left um, Adairs. I was there for two years. I had always said I wanted an in-house experience. So I've always been servicing clients. So I wanted to be embedded in. Um, they're one of the unique businesses, very clever. They've built a world-class studio. Mm. Incredibly talented crew, a joy to work for, work with.
0: Um, See, that's really nice yeah. that you say that. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. They must have, whoever set that up, has got a very smart yeah, head on them. Because that a, doesn't always happen with no, in-house studios. I, it's often
1: not that way. They do respect the creative process. Yeah, Th-
0: that's they really great. do.
1: Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, they really do. Um, And I learnt a lot actually being embedded in the business, very strong connection to the marketing department and the way creative briefs were coming through. It's a business like um, many others that is constantly evolving, but the content that is produced in that studio and the variation, it's a real testament to um, the talent that's there, it really is. Um, And they've been there for some time. For me, um, why did I? I... I left because of the commute. So I'm in Melbourne's West, their head office is based in Scoresby. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, and that's, that's effectively the reason um, I had to really do a stock take on the work life balance. And yeah. uh, now that the COVID traffic um, restrictions. Uh, you it's know, exactly the like traffic's it was, is worse, is worse it's than a ever. Menace. Mm. And I would tell myself every night when I left work, I'd leave in a good mood um, and I would get in that car and I'd be foul at the end of the day when I walked in the door at home yeah. and I didn't have energy for anything else and mm. I really have been really wanting to, I push myself to have more hours in a day than there are mm. um, and the drive, the drive was it, yeah.
0: You know, so, and I think sometimes, and we have talked about this a lot today, that, okay, so I, I honestly don't think that there is such a thing as work-life balance, especially when you are a freelancer. Yeah. I just don't really think it exists at all. So my approach now, and it's been like this for the last couple of years, or a few years actually, so before COVID, is about the things that you can do in every day, because you know, often you would find you're working on the weekend, I work on the weekend, I work wacky hours, wacky days, it's intense, I'll go off shooting for a week and then I'll come back and you know, whatever it might be, but to grab onto those little moments Mm. each day, so whether it is just sitting with my son for five minutes and having, you know, he will have a glass of milk, or I'll have a coffee, or whatever. Or taking them to school, mm. or just talking about something that we've never spoken about before, or you know, on the spur of the moment saying, "Yeah, we're going to go out for dinner," yeah. or uh, you know, just bumping into someone and actually, like you were saying, listening, Listen. <laughs> listening, and yeah. taking the time to take time out in all of that, not feeling like. I'm going to wait until I'm not so busy to then slot in that goodness there. Yeah. Because that goodness never so comes. True.
1: You're chasing rainbows. You're chasing yeah.
0: rainbows and so you know I sort of feel especially as I get older that it's far more important mm. to be doing that whereas yeah. when I was younger I was not you know I don't regret it because you know it was what it was, but I f- could I f- could fit in what I could fit in yeah. as a working mum and yeah. juggling and working yeah. around full working and things. Yeah. But I do appreciate more every single day. Yeah. This 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 you know in my life now and recently. Yeah.
1: I'll take a bit of that advice with me.
0: I am sage. I'm an old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I think, you know, because I used to always bang on about, yeah, work-life balance, and when I finish, not yeah. being so busy, and, the, and yeah. I just need to get through yeah. this shoot, I just need to get yeah. through that project, I just need to... D- the and then the next one's I'll be, come up. And the next one yeah. comes up, and you're like, oh, my God, it never...
1: Yeah. It won't change, it won't change. But don't you find that being a freelancer, the energy is constantly there? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. it is a switch to a new client, a new brief, mm. uh, a new creative direction, so that's keeping you fresh. Correct, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and yeah. I like that. You yeah. know, could you ever do you think you could ever go back to working for an agency or something like that, even working for yourself? Uh, I know I, I couldn't. Someone actually, no, you, you, you answer, I'll have to tell you this.
1: Mm. Well, that's a loaded question for me um, because I, I loved agency life, mm, I absolutely adored it. Um, I loved the martyrdom of agency life Oh uh, no, yeah. it's hilarious it's great uh, uh, <laughs> sorry honey I was coming home at eight we've just got you know pictures landed yeah. I'm here all
0: night
1: yeah. I loved that stuff I really 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 loved it um, and without sounding um, melodramatic I think agency life gave up on me
0: not yeah. the other way around uh, so you still have that real passion for uh, absolutely. Agency. I
1: take, look, you know, I come from um, a family of educators. Um, I've um, accountants and so forth. I have very proudly said, I make people buy things for a living that they don't need. That's oh. that's my that's my passion. I love yeah. it. I love everything about the advertising yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. I think it was in my mid thirties, I was in a, you might know agency names, but there was a weekend getaway that was organised. It was going to be a big um, brainstorm. Uh, and they're going to have weekends oh, away like... with um, different members of the agency. And well, they never got past them the, uh, the first weekend because they were banned. <gasps> I can but one, <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that came out of that is that they'd spoken about wanting it to be a young agency, um, and that they were looking for um, to be really forty and under. And I was like. Holy hell! I was thirty-six at the time. Oh my! God. So to me, that was a real trigger—like the mm, tick, mm. tick, tick, tick. You know. Mm, um, mm, mm, and I just kept going. I just kept going because mm. I got a bit of an ego. I'm mm. good. I'm yep. good. I'm good. do this. Shouldn't be yeah. age relevant. Then I slowly but surely found, hmm, I'm not invited into boardroom meetings anymore, but I'm being asked to do a lot of the grunt work and so forth. Mm. And I, yeah, I, I, I was feeling the push the push to, uh, that I wasn't relevant. <gasps> now, some of that could be my baggage, absolutely, mm. but um, I think my perception's pretty keen. So, um, I haven't felt that in all facets, but certainly, yeah, I felt that the industry was telling me uh, "There's, an, I'm beginning to be irrelevant. <gasps> that yeah. makes me feel sick. Yeah, uh, well, I, no, it's yeah. the reality of, um, but it hasn't stopped me believing in my passion. Mm. Um, and doing a little bit of a stock take
0: mm-hmm. of
1: where I am and what I can offer mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and just keep going.
0: Exactly, but you know, you, you're you an excellent producer. You, no one can take that away from you. Thank you. And that's it, end of story. Yeah. doesn't matter if you were male, whether you were mm. 25, anything else, yeah. you're a gun producer, so there's that. And you, you know, that's the thing. That's, Thank you. And I think maybe you just need a little reminder of that and it's not yeah so yeah so you mustn't mm. forget that yeah no one can take that away from you it mm. doesn't matter if someone is younger or whatever that comes along not that can do whatever there is nothing that replaces experience no, 30 I'm years in the industry absolutely. is a shit load of time to negotiate all different jobs yeah. all different budgets all yeah. different egos yeah. All different temperaments and and that is the thing that you actually get as an experienced producer yeah. as yeah. an experienced stylist yeah as an experienced person like an older person you know and that if any if oh, if I had the if I had a sniff of anybody saying that I was no longer relevant because of my age that would be really upsetting A, I wouldn't want to work with them anyway yeah. um, but yeah. B I just I think it is i think it is a thing in the industry perhaps it is it is and we shouldn't we shouldn't we shouldn't accept
1: it no we shouldn't accept absolutely um and it's i feel it's not um not just age it's physicality as well to be honest um you know uh i don't want to make this an empowering women's conversation but um you know there's there's moments through my career. Look, I remember being approached by someone. Did I want to do a bit of an expose for a newspaper on on the things that happened in in agency life? And I went, no, because I want to actually continue to um, work in the industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, um, I, I was fat shamed. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that takes a. That's. Yeah. You get take a blow from that. Wow. But you know, I've picked myself up and obviously maybe, now I'm bringing it up, it's how, still nagging there how a How very dare they? Well, you know, it is. It
0: can be, it can yeah. be a brutal industry and, but there's two sides of it. It can be so brutal, it can be so frustrating, yeah. it can be, you know, I remember finishing a shoot and going, i am never been working <laughs> for that client again, they're so rude. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. like. And you look at the pictures and you go, oh, Yeah,
1: you know. Best yeah. shoot ever. <laughs> I
0: loved it. Oh, my God. I'm so, so going true, back there. So true. So true. And it can be brutal. And, it, and, and, and you know, I've been, you know, certainly talked down to by mm. many a male producer in Abs- my life, let me tell you. Absolutely. And a, and a photographer and yeah. crew members and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But you and I are both, um, I think, you know, um, of the kind of character that we can shut that down real quick.
1: Absolutely. yeah, I. I didn't give it air, yeah, Yeah, it hurt, but... the yeah.
0: ignorance of some, how pathetic.
1: Well, you know, mm. you can't, you can't change, yeah. you can't well, change. Well, you
0: can't change that, you can't yeah. change how people perceive you, but it is a brutal industry, but it can, my point was it can be just so awesome as well. Uh, no, uh,
1: look, I still love
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> I it, still it, love it, it can be, it can be yeah. so awesome yeah. and yeah. it is full of so many yeah. amazing people. Yeah. But you decided that you would do something else I have, as well yeah. that is so fabulous. Yep. And that is to become a...
1: Milliner. Yeah.
0: There it is. Yeah. And so, how did you decide to do that? Was that a well?
1: Earlier on, I mentioned that I studied um, at Melbourne College of Decoration, applied arts. All my career, I have believed in myself creatively, but it never allowed myself to actually explore that financially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Always sort of chasing the, the, the security. Yeah. Um, so. Hmm. I danced around it for so long, um, and deep down I really thought there is there is creative expression that needs to come out. Mm. Um, and you know what, I was a stock take of working out my relevance in the industry, not wanting to give up on it because I really do love it. I actually did a production um, for the VRC, um, a big campaign, and through that period I... Was that, was that Bronwyn? yeah oh my god virginia. that was <laughs> it was a remarkable shoot oh yeah. she's a very clever lady as yeah. is virginia yeah, absolutely well that's a great example of letting bring people you yeah, know a brilliant team yeah, together let and them, just drive. them do yeah, yeah let
0: them do their
1: thing yeah uh it was wonderful i sold my soul to that job for for months um we were shooting and through that period i through virginia i was being connected with these incredible makers like Day after day, shoot after shoot, all of these beautiful pieces were coming in and watching her curate was quite remarkable. Yeah, been And I was just looking at these things and I actually f- picked up a Philip Tracy hat. Now, I had been playing with making um, and I'm embarrassed with a lot of those hats when I look back at, but they, they got, gave me confidence. Yeah, yeah. they got never, you there. Diss, never diss what you've done, just yeah. enjoy, the, enjoy the journey. Well, I picked up a Philip Tracy and I thought, What was a remarkable piece and I went yeah I want I want to do this I want to do so that was a turning point for me and I I started to look and started to actually just play at home Um, and I went back to study so I did three years Was that a full-time course? No, no, it's not full-time. It's an interesting industry, actually, because it's a bit of a dying art. Um, Kangan Institute um, almost lost funding for this year uh,
0: for the course because,
1: yeah, no, they're they're hanging on. They've still got a full year, Um, and it was part-time. So it was a fabulous ride, fabulous. Um, And it took away a bit of the mystique because it was a bit sort of magical for me, but I've learned to trade yeah yeah it's it's just a trade it's how you interpret yeah the trade and um into designs that really um you know helps you express yourself and i just love it i'm addicted i'm completely addicted
0: and if you follow um lisa on social media which will tell you all of that just tell me what it is quickly
1: now oh i actually work under my married name lisa hughes millinery there it is. But yeah. so
0: we'll put that on the business on the mm-hmm. thingy that goes up on the blah thank blah. You. On the blurb <laughs> thingy. Um, you need to follow her because you look at her beautiful drawing. So your drawings yeah. are even amazing. Oh, thank then you, you go, Oh my gosh, you draw. <laughs> oh. And she can make and craft. And they're just so amazing. Yeah. And so so how do people like what it, what happens? Do people commission you or do you do just do one off pieces have, or do you sell um, at a
1: shop or? Well, I have, I've, now that I've actually left a full-time job, which was really holding me back in terms of actually seeing where millinery can take me. Yes, crazy time when maybe um, people's spare cash isn't necessarily readily there with, you know, hits people have had with COVID, I've taken the, the leap to actually put, um, you know, a lot of focus into the business. Um, I get direct commissions. People buy from pieces that, you know, I just uh, randomly make. I think I'm on a huge learning curve um, in terms of looking at putting out collections and so forth. I tend to have a habit of making something, enjoying that creative expression and then not going there again and then moving on to another piece. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that's not good business, but gosh, I'm enjoying it you know. And
0: that's what you
1: have and to do, you exactly, have to still enjoy what, yeah. you,
0: what you do, otherwise you're not going to do it.
1: Exactly, I just love, um, I suppose when I was talking about that drive that I used to do, I used to physically make hats in my head, you know, I would get them to a certain point, kind of like production, you yeah. know, you play out your production day, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I would think I've got an idea, I need to do this, and I would get it to a certain point, well when I first started I'd make it right through to the end of my mind, but now I will start it and I'll get about halfway and then I'll say trust the creative process because there's a lot of fun when you're actually working with material, you get it, you've given yourself the direction, I often write creative briefs for myself by the way, of course you do, (laughs) And, um, and then enjoy, you know, it's just, it's so joyful to be sitting in your studio and just losing time and crafting and, making. and creating yeah yeah that's uh, exactly just, what it is and i, and using wish I had it done a long using your
0: fingers yeah. and just doing all of that mm. and so when you so to, to get inspiration so do you get the material for like is there a hat material shop yeah that you go to yeah
1: there's an industry that really does support millinery there's um a, a few suppliers um that import in, um and look it's a beautiful industry because Miller materials are so forgiving, you can actually walk into or go through someone's vintage collection and if it's actually beyond wear, I would never pull apart. A hat that has got a lot of wear left in it, mm. but some of the beautiful old straws are so beautiful that once you oh, actually made th- for a straw hat, yeah, mm. you can actually you can really revive it. You can you can wash it, dye it, and then you can actually reblock it. So uh, in terms of an industry um, that's checking itself for the materials um, and um, and repurposing and repurposing, well, it is a fantastic cold. one. Yeah, wow, yeah it is
0: and so would you go into that store and be inspired and go oh look at this color or fabric or whatever and then think or do you make up a shape in your head first i mean what comes first well i've
1: revived my sketching and something i had put aside for a long time i do a lot of sketching um and that is where i get my inspiration from i am mad for watching um catwalk Um, parades endlessly just watching just watching garments and the way they flow Mm -hmm. Um, I just adore people that know fashion well Mm -hmm. I feel like millinery is my alter ego you know because every day I don't really live I don't live a fashion life. Mm. I'm quite comfortable in my stretchy pants and my, my runners. But um, then
0: you can be really connected to it. I can and part absolutely of it, be, be fused connected. with it yeah. almost. In fact, yes. Fused and so with I it. feel
1: like all of my production skills, all of my styling skills are really helping me oh with this. Oh my God, I love
0: that you said that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's exactly so, what I say. <laughs> and it is, it's Absolutely. Like it. And it
0: comes up to me. Absolutely, yeah. It's
1: money you know, time as absolutely. well. Absolutely. I've been approached for photo shoots. Can I, um, you know, can I look at the wardrobe? um and that's because i don't I, I never tell a stylist what to do but it's like well maybe i'll be inspired to actually make something that'll help elevate or look um yeah, yeah. yeah it's wonderful uh through while i was actually studying i was lucky enough to work in the studios of two amazing melbourne milliners and i learned so much through that time you know you think you get to a certain age and you think you know it'll honor oh, i've gone back to i've gone back to scratch yeah. um and uh, i did um I stitched in Louise McDonald's studio, and I worked along her assistant at that stage, who has now gone off and doing wonderful things of her own. She's now the president of the Millinery Association, oh. Lauren Ritchie. Just that? Yeah. And she would just quietly whisper in my ear, you know, if you just turn the hat around the other way and stitch, and I had all these light bulb moments. Wow. And then I was lucky enough to uh, spend some time. How with, supportive! Oh, the, the great, well, Do you know it's interesting? It is a hugely supportive industry.
0: That's yeah, interesting.
1: supportive industry. That
0: doesn't always happen. No, That I, competition
1: um, hedge well, comes up and people well, think... Well, you know, Ooh. I mean, there is absolutely, there's only a selective market that we're all um, wanting to work to. Mm. Um, but I, I've only found support. Um, I, I worked that. with uh, I Jill that. Humphries. Do you know the label Millinery Jill? Yes. Remarkable work. Yeah. And I uh, got such good advice from her, I had moments where she would say, where's your website? Uh, I'm not ready, you'll never be ready, just do it. You'll never be ready, just do it. And I've got to say those words are stuck with me. When I feel like I'm maybe not at perfect, it doesn't matter. Just get yourself out there and, you know, Fantastic. try and make it happen. Yes. So that was the best advice. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that mm. is probably not just for your new business, Oh but no, it's for, for everything. everything. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Well, when no, no I got no the bad. phone call to come and sit and talk to you, I thought, yeah out of my comfort zone and sit in the chair and say hello because um, I'm much more comfortable on the other side of the camera. We just <laughs> had
0: this massive conversation about that this morning. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Just starting the yeah. show was, you know, terrifying. Yeah. And, and I thought no, 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 because this yeah. has been in my head for three years.
1: Yeah, Could on you.
0: And it was all of that, you know, come on, you just need to start. It can be clumsy. It doesn't have to be perfect. No, it doesn't
1: have to be perfect. And it can be all
0: over the shop, and you can look back at it and laugh and go, oh, no.
1: Well, that's how everyone's skills grow. Everyone, Mm -hmm. and everything you do, it's trial and error and practice. Yeah. 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 Strongly believe that. It's taken me a long time to work it out, but
0: I've got But also reminding yourself about that, because I'm, Mm -hmm. we were saying this, I'm very good at saying that, and then I... Go straight back to going. Oh, it's not good enough. Yeah. It's got to be better. Yeah. But really, it's just about starting. Yeah. And doing. No one expects it to be perfect. Absolutely. Oh, I'm saying that out loud because I'm yeah. trying to get it into my A brain. I still
1: believe in that. I often say to people, look, I'm just going to say this out loud to see if it makes sense, or we should shelve it. Yeah. And if you say things out loud, it will resonate, or you go, no, we need to move on. So That's I. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I talk out loud all the time. Oh, fabulous. How fabulous.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that you came in today. Yeah. And I just am so in love with your headpiece. Now, Lisa Thank actually you. made me a beautiful, beautiful was it um, vintage? It's lame. Lame. Yeah. yeah. Lame. Mm. Lame. Amazing. Yeah. And also, my, but my head was too big. Yeah. To We're going to do a refit. Fit into that. So <laughs> there was that. But you wait, and then she bought it in the most beautiful box, and it had a beautiful sticker on it, yeah. and a beautiful card. So there's all of that. Yeah. All of that stuff going over there. So thank you so much for yeah. coming in and sharing your journey. Yeah. And you're fascinating. I love that you're still doing it. And thank you. And just don't forget that you are one of the most shit hot producers around. Thank so you. and relevant and age should never be a thing and you're Quite all right. of that. Age shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's never. Mm. And so yeah, look, I reckon, you know, we'll be doing something together at some point. Don't sounds, worry about that. Good.
1: I love it. Watch this space. <laughs> Watch
0: this space. Dot <laughs> dot dot. Thanks, Lisa. What? So if you like what you heard Be sure to subscribe, like, comment, share it. You can also find Tony and Co on Instagram at Tony and Co underscore Styling underscore production and that's T-O-N-I-A-N-D-C-O. You can also find the visuals of this podcast on YouTube. So just search us up at Tony and Co. Bye.